time for another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. Mitch Michaels here on the Sports Podcast. Appreciate everybody out there listening. Big events in the sports world. End of March, early April. Got to talk combat sports, professional wrestling, maybe some baseball as well. From MMA fighting, it's Jose Young's one of the busiest men in media, making some time to come back on the show. Jose, thanks for chopping it up. What's up, man? Happy to be here. It's been, I am for yeah. those for those listening. I am drafting a fantasy baseball team while also talking to Money Mitch. So, we are golden. We are very golden. That's how we know this guy is a, a true professional. He's able to balance and just get stuff done. Uh, but Jose, it's been a blast just kind of you know following the fights, following your coverage, of course, too. But the last couple of a uh, couple of weeks, really within this last month, some stuff's really taken shape. And from that whirlwind perspective. What have you seen the bigger picture things break down in the UFC just in the past month with some of the results, some of the storylines outside? What's really stood out to you? I mean, the welterweight division has never been more interesting for the wrong reasons, mostly because of Colby Covington kind of returning, Leon Edwards cementing himself as the top welterweight. So uh, in recent times, that's been that's been the big story in, in terms of the mainstream because of Colby. But if you're looking at just competitive high-level martial arts i don't think we've seen a more competitive division in mma history than we have right now with the bantamweight division i mean Mm. anyone ranked from one to 25 could be a champion so those are the those are the those are the big ones for me obviously we just had the big bantamweight fight the last two fight nights Mm uh the 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 title fights coming up in may we have a lot of guys on the on the card in miami coming up so those are the two big storylines for like obviously the heavyweight division with francis has been talked to at nauseum with john jones returning but in the last few weeks the welterweight division and bandweight division have been the topic of discussion for the exact opposite reasons the welterweight division is a guy skipping the queue that's been out for so long that not a lot of people like and the bantamweight division it's everyone is actually fighting each other which we can't say for the welterweight division oh i agree with pretty much all that there's a lot to really discuss there uh i think the first thing i want to get to is you referenced uh i think it was yeah the the most previous fight night that we just had on saturday with varin sanhagen um, do we have to revisit the the judging and the scorecards in MMA? I mean, it's Texas, so the one, once you sign a fight card in Texas, you know you're going to have shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, so that's where that's where we stand right there. So uh, it was it was honestly a matter of what's going to get weird first, uh, uh, the the judging or the refing, and it was the judging. So it's Texas though, so you got to live with it. I mean, you're right about the bantamweight division. It's so deep, and a lot of these guys that. Are seemingly unknown they could just come up and, and they've shown that they can prove that they can you know swap rankings i mean we've seen a lot of lower ranked guys i don't even know if they would be upsets in on the betting side really pull off wins well it's fascinating too i want to go back to 286 for a second i know you got to go across the pond and, and cover yep. that um I'll ask you i'll ask you right off did you agree with the final decision that edwards usman fight i actually yeah, go ahead. I scored it a draw. I scored it a draw. I'm with you there, um, but because I, of the point I had deduction. It, I had it three rounds to two mm-hmm. for Leon, but with mm-hmm. the point deduction, mm-hmm. uh, it would have been a 10-8. I think it was round two. So just mathematically, just scoring wise, I would have. I sc- I scored it a draw, but at the end of the day, if you're talking pride rules, like who won the actual fist fight, Leon won. 
three to two. It's just he had, you know, the fence grab and everything. So yeah. You know what's um, interesting about that? I mean, I was thinking, too, like, if that would be a tie. I mean, that's like a perfect tiebreaker, right? Like, if you get to a draw and it's just rounds one or something like that to just kind of figure it out. But I, I agree with you. I think he won more rounds than than Camaro, and it was really a great job by him and his takedown defense and how good he's gotten. I think, you know, Leon Edwards' story this, this was a huge moment for him, and you know this, Jose, in the sense that he won in that iconic way last fight, but to just keep it going, to not just, I don't want to say have it be looked at as a fluke, but to back it up with a win was huge because a lot of people were still doubting the legitimacy of him after that incredible win. Yeah, and it's the fact that he did it in his hometown is a, is a massive thing, like, you need if you're trying to build stars, you need that. You need a a signature win over a worthy opponent, but you also need a signature win in front of a raucous crowd. Like yeah. Connor became a superstar at winning in Dublin, Stipe winning in Cleveland, Darren Till winning in in Liverpool, uh, like Nate Diaz winning in L.A. Like these are the stuff that you need moments like this. So I don't know if you remember, but when when Darren Till fought. Masvidal on the yeah. main event of the O2 arena, like 2019, 2020, whatever it was. Leon was the co-main event against Gunnar Nelson, and he was booed. Like, he was booed in England because Gunnar Nelson and Darren Till were more popular, and Leon was talking trash to Darren at the press conference. Wow. So to go from getting booed in your home country to now being the returning champion and defending it against a man many considered to be the second greatest welterweight of all time, it's it was the exact win and performance that Leon Edwards needed. Where do you think Usman goes from here? I, I'd like to see him take some time off, uh, maybe a year or so to get fully healthy if he wants to keep fighting. Um, I know his knees are pretty wrecked, so even if he did want to step away, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him at all. I've heard some pretty heinous like like he has to walk down the stairs backwards. Yeah, um, mm. can't walk on cement and everything. I don't know. I'd like to see. I'd like to see the division play out, like to see what happens with Bilal and Shafkat if Hamzat comes back, what Masvidal's next move is. So those are the, the like, to be determined is my exact answer. But before we get to kind of how you would, I guess I'd say book it, we're in WrestleMania season, you know, but how do you, I guess the question would be, do you think it's still a fluid decision at the top or do you think Colby just has the title fight or do you think a Burns or, uh, or Masvidal in his home state amazing finish could change the plans i think if masvidal goes and gets a four second knockout then we'll have a conversation but <laughs> four Dana seconds White's that's pretty, it yeah just breaking his own record so um if but da if dano is very adamant colby's next i don't know why but yeah. very rarely does dana make fights after the af right after a fight and he did so <laughs> that goes to show you that he's pretty yeah. like you know, this is what's going to happen. Whether, but if again, that obviously could change. Leon Edwards seems pretty steadfast that he has no interest in fighting Colby Covington. That he wants to fight Jorge if he wins. Obviously, money talks. Um, if, especially if they're going to go back to London in July, I wouldn't be surprised if they want to do like Leon and Colby. Or, but honestly, that actually, I take that back. Jorge is very popular in England. Mm -hmm. That's where they had the three piece in a soda that everyone's yep. heard about. That happened in the O2 arena. That happened in London. So 
if Mazudal wins and they do another pay-per-view in London, if I'm the UFC, I would I if I'm Dana White and I want to be dumb, then I book Colby Covington. <laughs> if I want to make a lot of money, then I book Jorge and Leon in London. That's the only thing that makes sense. I just at this point, and not to really, I guess, pick sides in any of this, I would just say like you could make Colby versus Muhammad, you could have Burns versus Mazudal, and then you could let the dust settle a little bit, you know? I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And, I, and Colby's a tremendous martial artist. I don't know why after these years. He did just show up out of nowhere. It was pretty crazy. Like, did you have any intel other than, like, right before, maybe, like, a little no. before the public knew? Literally, I didn't know Colby was in London until he stepped on the scale. That's like, crazy. It was very much a, it was very much a, by God, that's Colby yeah. Covington's music situation. Uh, like, no one knew he was there. And then all of a sudden, they're like, Colby Covington's weighing. I'm like, what? Why? And then all of a sudden, he's the backup. Wow. Like we didn't know this was happening, wow. <laughs> so it's very it's it's nuts. It's very nuts. Well, props to uh, again Leon Edwards for defending his title. Uh, the other fight to talk about on this one, your Arizona boy Justin Gaethje. He yeah. has fun fights. I mean, say what you want, and that was from an underdog position. I think a lot of people, a lot of MMA purists, said this is a tough matchup. Faizyev is just a, a warrior in there, and and Gaethje takes damage. Like that is <laughs> that is a known fact, but. Say what you want about him. He might have some some flaws, some issues that keep him from getting to the top of the mountain. But he's a fun fighter. He's tough as nails. And that was a three-round war. I mean, that's just Justin Gaethje in a three-round fight. Good luck beating him. Uh, uh, I, he's a guy that is so exciting that he makes people fight dumb if that makes sense does it that does. make sense like it he's does. he's a, he's an intelligent fighter because he's so exciting and people kind of fall into that mm-hmm. they just want to like they just want to meet fire with fire so yeah. it's it's tough it's real tough to fight justin gage in a three-round fight because he sucks you in he's gonna have to fight a guy that is just mentally strong and not willing to 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 trade damage and if you look at the top of the division i think there's dustin Poirier, charles Oliveira, and islam and Outside of those three, good luck beating good luck beating Justin Gaethje. Yeah, the way the division's gone, and I guess we'll have to see what Volkanovski's next move. He, I know he's got to you know defend the the featherweight title, but he gave obviously Islam such a tremendous fight. But you're you're right. I mean, Gaethje's right there. Uh, had that tough loss. I mean, to Charles, which we all saw. But that's that's a fun one too. And I just at this point, I'm looking at that division. It, it's fascinating to see. How the how it's going to shake out? Will Oliveira get another crack at it coming through? Uh, there's a lot to discuss in the lightweight division. Last thing on that division, Jose. Before we switch gears, do you think we're any closer to a date being named for McGregor and Chandler? Um, I'm going to assume it is December or January. I have that. I I'm, I have no insider knowledge on right. this. I doubt they're going to want to fight in November because of New York and the taxes. Um. Michael Chandler has been very adamant that he wants to fight in Las Vegas. He's never fought in Las mm-hmm. Vegas, which is crazy to me. It is. Um, but it makes sense if you think about it because he's, you know, a Bellator guy, and very rarely do you get Bellator. Uh, like, the, the Bellator never fights right. in Las it, Vegas. I guess I'm looking at it, too, like, and I don't want to get into the war of words that's going on. There's a lot of stuff being said. But how big of an issue is this USADA pool? Like, McGregor's not in it right now, and it has to I mean, be it's an months. issue in yeah. the fact that you have to be in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't not do <laughs> yeah. it. So <laughs> that's the big thing. Like, like Connor's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm like, well, that's not really up to you, <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I read. Yeah, that's how I read it. Like, you could not do it. You could also just not fight. <laughs> yeah, so that's th- th- those are the big things right there. Yeah. Is uh, it's It sucks 
I mean, it doesn't suck. It sucks that Connor's acting like this, but it's it's fair in the sense that both men have to go go through it. I'm gonna assume he fights in December, or January in Las Vegas, uh, because that's around when I've heard his the the new Roadhouse movie comes out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna assume they want. I ass, I'm gonna assume they're gonna want Connor to fight around then to like promote it. If that makes sense. It does. Uh, have you ever been on site for a movie being shot like that? No, the closest. I uh, actually yes, I was in the crowd for the Dark Knight Rises when they filmed that in Philadelphia at the I mean Philadelphia Pittsburgh in the oh. the old the old Times oh, wow. Field. Wow. Okay. Um, and then I was at the Wayans at USC 199 when they filmed the fake Wayans for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. When wow. with Cowboy and yeah. Felder and uh-huh. Megan Levy and Dana White, the Fight Milk episode. Yeah. So I've been in the. Those are the only two though. But that was. This is the the most extensive it's been. How was fake it? Wayne, yeah. Fake fight. How, all how was stuff. it? Especially the fight part. Like, I mean, I've heard the com- I've seen. I saw the footage. I've heard the comments. Like, basically, what Joan Hall does would get you probably arrested. But how was it? The uh, actual scene of being there, simulating a crowd of an actual fight. And it was. They did it right. Uh, the only thing that sucked is they did it between the prelims and the main card, or between prelim cards, whatever. They did it in the wrong time mm. for the for for the. They did it in because like if you've been to a fight in Vegas, the crowd isn't there early. <laughs> yeah. Like they should show up for the main event. So when they filmed it, there's a lot of empty seats. So they're gonna have to do a lot of camera work to uh, to figure that one out. But it was, I mean, it was cool. Like Jake Gyllenhaal took it seriously. Uh, he stuck around for the fight. So yeah, nah, no issues. It was. I think they nailed it. Nice. Looking forward to seeing it. Uh, more with Jose Youngs with uh, here on the Money Mitch Effect talking UFC. Some other things to get to as well. I'll just ask you this as an aside, Jose. Did anything surprise you with the relative ease it took John Jones to get to the heavyweight title? I mean, no, because I know what John Jones is really good at, and I know what Cyril Gahn is very bad at. Mm-hmm. But I think, like throughout the week, like even the month leading up to it, I just like I don't know why. I just convinced myself that Cyril had a chance. I'm like, oh, Cyril could win. Cyril's, Cyril could be the best heavyweight in the world. Like, he had a bad game plan against Francis Ngannou. And then John Jones did that. And I was like, what the? Like, I'm dumb. Like, it's <laughs> it was so, it was just on there. It was, it, I, had, was on I had a reaction. The writing is on yeah, there. I had a reaction going into the fight where I said, you know, whatever happens after this, we're going to feel dumb. Like, we're going to be like, man, Jones hasn't fought in a while, whatever. It's, you know, it's been a long way away. Or why did we ever doubt John Jones? It just had that feel that something, you know, emphatic was going to happen, and it was him just becoming the heavyweight champ and doing it so quickly. And you, and, we talked about this a bunch, but Fight IQ and his ability to process like a computer in the mm-hmm. octagon what's happening and make adjustments on the fly, that to me more than any physical gift is what separates him. Yeah, I mean, it's he's the smartest. He's the perfect combination of smart, like intelligence with like incredible incredible fight ability if that makes sense mm-hmm. um so it's i mean i don't know what how much you can say if he didn't have the the if he didn't have all the steroid controversies and the the off field issues then you could very well be looking at the absolute like consensus goat yeah consensus. i mean he's already like, known that he's already very much in the discussion with those things which is insane to think but it's true um that division yeah, it's, is it's he's he is unbelievable. And I the fact that he, he got the heavyweight title, I think just cements mm-hmm. him as the best the best fighter of all time. 
best I've seen, I would say. I mean, I, I, I wasn't as long-term a fan as you, but, man, I mean, he's something. Um, all right, well, I wanted to, before we wrap up the UFC thing, talk about 287. You're going to be there in Miami coming up in a little over a week. And uh, some good ones there. I guess the first thing to talk about is what to really expect in this Masvidal-Gilbert-Burns fight. Co-main, <sighs> I Masvidal. don't know, man. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Masvidal's 38 years old. You wonder if this is it, and we've been to this point with athletes before where we're like, oh, they've still got the knockout power, and it's like maybe yeah. they don't. But he's saying and doing all the right things, and I do think in theory at least, Jose, the matchup is more favorable than some of the past. I'm curious. Like everything you said is right. Jorge Masvidal, I think his ground game, his specifically his jiu-jitsu is very underrated. He's mm -hmm. very active on the ground. It's when he fights guys that are very high-level wrestlers like Usman yeah. and, and Colby that are just, you know, they don't, they just suffocate you. And not mm -hmm. saying that they're blankets, but like they, yeah. they know what they're doing down right. there. Um, it's tough, man. Like Jorge is so talented. He hits so hard, but so is Gilbert. I think this is an, I think this is the, in terms of competitiveness, I think this is one of the better fights of the card of the welterweight division. This fight, like this, is a true. This would this is a good BMF fight. Like these <laughs> really two cats will fight anyone anywhere. Like this this should be for the BMF title. I'm curious how Jorge looks in three rounds because he hasn't fought a three round fight in a long time. Yeah, the last three round fight he was scheduled to have was against Askren, and then since then it's been main events, specifically yeah. pay per view main events and title fights. So. Yeah, three round fight. I have no idea what to expect from Jorge because it's not like he's like he got knocked out by Camaro, but then he didn't take a ton of damage against Colby, and he didn't take a ton of damage from before Camaro. Yeah, I don't know. I have literally no idea what to expect because Jorge hasn't been winning, and Gilbert Burns has looked amazing lately. Yeah. Even his fight against Hamza, which oh, that was, that was incredible. That was that showed me so much from him. It really did. It almost changed my outlook on him, how he looked and how he finished that fight, which again was right. three, but you know, still like this one. Um, I guess we'll see, and I guess we'll see what happens with the winner. If it is a a good win, if the winner just just assumes that I'm going to sit in the sidelines roll, and if Colby does get the shot, do they just kind of hang out? I mean, money talks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It really does. Like that's the big one. <sighs> Jorge Leon, if Jorge wins, I can't, like the UFC has to do it. Right? He's so it, it's it makes so much sense. So much. They're money going to too. London. The history's there. I don't get. I don't understand the Colby booking. Like I get it in the terms of like of of the people of the individuals that people will talk about the most. Colby will generate the most interest, but I don't know. Like it sucks. It sucks that the UFC's already announced it because, and I I, you, I think you would agree. Like when they announce if, like. We all had this fight circled. Yeah. The second they announced this fight, like the next pay-per-view after Leon and Kamara, we had the circle. It's like, that's very clearly a number one contender fight. And that drummed up more interest yeah. in the fight. And the fact that they announced like, oh, Colby got the fight already just sucks the kind of the energy out of right. the fight. Does right. that make sense? It does. Like, no one cares anymore. It like, does. Why do we care about this fight if... Why do we care about this fight if we already know who the number one contender is? What irritates me, and I'm drawing a blank right now, um, I think it was the the white heavyweight fight. Like, if the fight was a dud and, you know, you don't have a winner, like that fight was a draw recently, I'm forgetting who the two fighters were. Colby is a good backup if nobody has a good showing in this fight. 
But to take that option just off the table, I think, is the, pro- is the problem that I have. Like, we just assume that, all right, no matter what happens in this fight, it could be the greatest fight ever. It could be the greatest finish ever. It does not matter. I agree. That's the problem I have. It's... But hey, yeah, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm still it's gonna like watch when they and see when they like with Stipe and the, like. I know you're a Stipe guy, and yeah. I love Stipe too. But the second they mm-hmm. were like teasing, like, "Oh, Stipe versus John," I'm like, know. "Well, that kind of sucks the energy. That sucks the energy out of like the Pavlovich uh, Curtis Blades <laughs> fight because there's no way in hell yeah. John Jones or Stipe fights that next. No, I know, but we'll see. Masvidal's last probably chance at a title run at his age. Burns fighting well. We'll see what happens in the main event. Is is he gonna get that title back, or are we gonna see, are we gonna see Pereira go four and zero if we count kickboxing against one of the greatest mixed martial artists we've seen? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Izzy. Izzy was like three minutes away from winning that first fight. Um, yeah, but Alex Pereira won fair and square. That's the name of the game. Uh, like same as Kamar Usman was like two minutes away before he got kicked in the face in the first, in the second fight against Leon. Um, I, the big thing is like, cause Alex is so big. He's so physically big. Like he could theoretically, <laughs> How is he, a middleweight? he could go up, to, he could go up to light heavyweight or heavyweight and win. <laughs> like if Alex, if Alex Pereira fought Jamal Hill, I'd probably favor Alex Pereira. I think I would um, too. I don't know, man. I don't know because they're at the end of the day, they're just, sometimes you got a guy that just has your number. It might be that the just case. Has your number. It might be the case. I know Izzy's a super smart fighter, and you think maybe he makes the adjustments here. Um, but yeah, he could just have his number, and he said it like, "I have to get this one back. It's more than the belt." That was not a kick, not a one and done, but it was an avalanche, and he finished him. And he, like yeah. you said, won fair and square from from losing and and took damage earlier in that fight. So we'll see. I'm I'm so excited for that one. That's going to be a blast. It's. And it's 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 a it's a it's the fight that makes sense. If Izzy wins, obviously uh, there will be a trilogy down the road. Maybe immediately, I don't know, because Hamzat's obviously making a big jump up. Uh, Drigas Duplessis is not Israel Adesanya's favorite fighter right now yeah. for uh, reasons that will be ugly <laughs> if that fight is booked. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, just because Israel is from Nigeria and yeah. Duplessis mm-hmm. is from South Africa, so the That's history right. of those yeah. two uh-huh. countries is is not great. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, I'm just hoping yeah, for... Drikis, Drikis yeah, Drick is saying that I'm the real African champion. Yeah, I'm like, I heard oh, that. man, like, that's disgusting. But Israel's going to hear that, and then you know, the, you know he's going to be able to sell it. You don't think they'd go trilogy right away if it's a good fight, though? It's a, if it's a great fight, if it is a great fight, then I could see them doing it. Just okay. letting the letting the because yeah. there's no real because the fact that Israel beat Robert Whitaker twice that's the thing, right? Yeah, like he that's just... the thing. And then Jared Cannonier's probably another win away, uh, especially if he, like DDP versus Drickus or Sean Strickland versus uh, Drickus or Paulo mm-hmm. Costa versus Strickland. Like these are all there's no clear cut next man up. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if they do Hamza versus Robert Whitaker and Hamza beats Robert Whitaker, then give him the title shot tomorrow. <laughs> if that happens, whoever beats Robert Whitaker should get a title shot. That's essentially the thing. And if it's Hamza, then obviously that's the thing because I hear they want to go to Sweden this year. It would be a no-brainer to have Hamza fight in Sweden. Um, but yeah, it's I, agree, I don't know. Yeah. So the answer it's the middleweight rules. It's yeah. not the best division, but the top of it is very interesting. I agree. I agree. I, I do want to switch for a few minutes to boxing. Get the mm-hmm. negative out of the way. Any reason for me to ever have hope in Usyk and Fury? Nope. 
Not even a little bit. Um, the heavyweight division's fun. It's just, it's just sad because there's depth now, but we're not seeing the fights. But we are seeing them in some of the other ones, which is my big thing. Like, why don't those two guys fight? That my other big thing is I'm really annoyed that every five minutes it seems like Deontay Wilder just comes out and says he didn't lose to Fury. It's like well, we Deontay watch those Wilder fights. Deontay Wilder is a psycho. I know. So. I, I get it. But it's like, dude, you lost. Like, no shame in losing. Muhammad Ali lost. Like, come on. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's at the end, like, it, it's unf- like, because it's I'm not, with like, you now. I think at Usyk least, might be the best boxer, know. like, in the world. Like, he's in that discussion. And I want that now stylistic fight. And now we know whose fault it is. And it is 100%. Tyson Fury's fault. Uh-huh. Like Usyk has been down to fight 60, 40, 50, 50. I'll fight you in the O2. I'll fight you inside. Like Usyk is like down to fight. He's been very open. Like mm-hmm. let's fight. I'm in camp. And Tyson Fury has said, I'll fight you for free. I want 75. And then he wants winner take all. Like he's playing these games. Yeah. Everything that Tyson Fury has asked for, they've been willing to do. And it hasn't happened. It is a hundred percent Tyson Fury's fault. I don't think he wants to fight. I think he's has one foot out the door. He's probably going to want to fight Francis or some weird thing like that. It sucks, but I don't know how you can look at the, what is happening and say anything other than it is 100% Tyson Fury's fault. So we're going to get through his entire career, and I love Tyson Fury as a fighter. I think he's got all-time mm-hmm. great ability and a resume that's pretty good, but he's going to fight his whole career without having to fight Joshua or Usyk. I mean, like, give me a break. <laughs> that's that's where I'm like you have to fight the best to be considered an all-time best. So uh, I agree. I don't want to. I don't want to lament that too much. I hope Usyk fights. I know he's negotiating with someone else. Um, did want to say in a little less than a month we got a big fight on there. Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia are going to get it up, and Garcia is yeah, about a two to one underdog. But I think it's a live underdog. Like I'm not ready to pick him to win. Oh, need to study I, that I more. think Ryan Garcia is going to smash. Him. Ooh, so I think oh, Ryan you're Garcia. jumping, huh? You're jumping. I mean, not Ryan Garcia. I, I mean, no, I, I think Tank Davis is going to smash okay. Ryan Garcia. I I'm not, and I'm not chance. a hater. Like, I'm not a hater at all when yeah. it comes to Ryan Garcia. I think he's good for the sport. I think he's very talented. I think he's this. I think he has taken this generation of promotion very. Like, he's done a great job at promoting mm. himself. I do not fault him whatsoever. Yeah. I just think Tank Davis is. I just think Tank Davis is better. I just think he's better. At the end of the day, like. Yeah. The better boxer will win. I think Tank Davis hits way harder. For I sure. think Ryan Garcia is his speed and accuracy is there, but but Tank Davis is also fast and he's also accurate and he hits harder and he's fought better guys. I just think Tank Davis is better, especially if they do this hydration clause where uh, Ryan Garcia can't weigh a certain amount on fight night, and that takes him now that you know now he's entering the ring slightly limited as his previous fights. Yeah, I think take. I think I think I would be shocked if Ryan Garcia won. But at the end of the day, it's prize fighting, and I'm and we just spent how much time do we talk about like Fury not fighting all these mm-hmm. guys? I'm so happy this fight is actually happening. Same thing as yeah. we're about to get Devin Haney versus That's what I was gonna say. Which we're going to talk That's about. That's what I was going to say. If we I can love get that. if we can get Loma and Haney, and we can get Tank and. Ryan Garcia, and we can get Usyk Fury, and eventually, if we can get Crawford and Spence all in one well, calendar just year, like, me. my God. Now you're just my me, because that's the one I want even more than the heavyweight fight, is I want Bud coming yes. out, and I want him to fight. 
against Spence, and I want that fight. But no, I mean, there there's such depth in box, boxing, and I do think that the coverage has gotten better, that ESPN's had some good free fights. They've promoted it. You mentioned Ryan Garcia promoting himself. I think that's what it has to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm not picking against Tank Davis, but I think there's some real value in that. We see upsets all the time, so... Um, mm-hmm. Man, I'm excited. Boxing's got a lot there. Uh, Jose, I mm-hmm. want to wrap this up here on the Money Mitch Effect talking about the uh, pro wrestling at hand, WrestleMania this weekend, mm-hmm. which you're going to be out here for. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on the general card, I guess, in terms of less matches, still a two-night show, of uh, some big events, some big attractions, maybe not as much star power in the past, but less matches seemingly announced for each night? I think I like it. Because it means we're going to get longer matches, and I think it'll let the matches breathe well, and I think we're going to get some... This might not have the star power of, like, The Rock or Bad Bunny or Johnny Knoxville or anything like that. And Roman Reigns just being a champion once again is obviously, like, something that we've just become accustomed to. I think the women's divisions have been horrendously booked, so, so that's that, kind of a nothing yeah, burger to me. It is a but that's burger. not I don't dislike any like like Charlotte versus Rhea and Bianca versus Asuka are awesome matches. It's just I emotionally am not invested in them, which sucks. Couple yeah, um, yeah. I just wanted to also say, I mean they I feel like they started and they kind of named certain matches for each night, but they haven't named a night one main event, have they? At the time I'm of this we're on to Tuesday. Assume it's the tag match between the okay. Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I, I, I really hope you're time. right. And again, we're not knocking women's wrestling. I know, you know, last year Stone Cold was the main event. You have the world heavyweight title match that goes on second uh, for the guys. But the bloodline's been the story, right? Like that should be the main event. And I also think it wouldn't be a, a service to the women to put a women's match on last when you have that. Because I think that's been how the year's gone. So Yeah. I mean, the story of the year, of the last 12 months has been the bloodline storyline that has captive that I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they won an Emmy for writing <laughs> I think um, uh, I think they to the women's point first I think there was a mistake in sense of I don't know that I would have gone Rhea Charlotte I like I think it's Ripley's time but I think I might have had her take the belt off Bianca I don't know if that's a hot take but I maybe like- I think if I think Asuka has no, it I like. Be, I know, I you you don't have to convince Oscar? me. I like her. I mean, you could have. You know, I'm a huge Oscar fan, Oscar fan. But I just think the way it was going for this to be Rhea's year, she wins the Rumble, which she 100 percent deserved. And I just think Rhea's been the best on the roster. And oh yeah, I would have gone Rhea. Rhea's been, I, been great. I would have gone her versus Bianca be, at Mania. It would be great because because Charlotte already beat Rhea Ripley. That too. Yeah, Charlotte already beat Rhea Ripley back in like that mm-hmm. weird empty arena one, mm-hmm. and I think it would like that. Like Rhea and Bianca are the futures of that division, and I think it would be interesting if Rhea wins, and then maybe they do the rematch with Charlotte in SummerSlam. I I, so I also maybe in SummerSlam. Yeah, it I, would just be fun. The trilogy fight. I don't want to sound like I'm a hater here either. Um, I just don't. It's. I understand it's time for Roman's streak to end. I've never been the biggest Cody fan. Like I respect him as a pro wrestler and what yeah, he brings. Yeah, yeah. But if we're ending the greatest run that this like any generation in my lifetime has had with that belt, because you'd have to go back to like you know the '80s or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the generational. I because I, I'm curious to see what a what a Cody title run will look like. I know chasing is always the thing, but how is he as the main guy? The other thing is the theory that. It seems like it's a lock that he wins. Is there any possibility that they wait till the Saudi show in a month and a half? Threw a curveball at mm. you there. 
that they that they pull a swerve, they have Roman defend, and then he loses at the Saudi show. That by their contract, if I have it right, they have to put on really good, really loaded, talent laden cards. So yeah, you know, just just a, a kernel of doubt hmm. in people's minds because we want wrestling to be unpredictable at the end of the day. Hmm, tough one. I know it's tough. I this is a good main event in the fact that I don't know who's gonna win. Um, that's all I needed just to know that there's a possibility that Roman could hold on because it's not a full blown coronation could be good. And the fact that if he does lose how they protected him, that the bloodline has just been so instrumental in helping him. And now they're starting to potentially break up. I've always thought Jey Uso was the one that maybe not just to throw him, but to be the one to, you know, fully break the bloodline up. I think it would be very interesting if, yeah, yeah. If Cody wins, and then they do Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam, maybe no title, just uh, just they just just just, yeah. just a blood feud, just a mm. blood feud. <laughs> so maybe maybe that, like I don't know, like the fact that we're having this conversation, it just makes it it's fun. Yeah, it's um, it's been a good storyline. Is there anything else for Mania that you like? I mean. I guess I'm kind of intrigued by Logan Paul, Seth Rollins. I've always been a Rollins fan, and Logan's done pretty well as a pro wrestler. Now that they've got him back to being a heel, which I think was the biggest no-brainer of the century, I think he's really slid into his role. Logan? Yeah. I like Logan is interesting in the fact that he's very talented, but I, I was listening to an interview with John Morrison or Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, whatever you want to call him, um, and he's like, he's very gifted athletically, and he puts on good matches, but if he had six months to put on to prepare for a match, then he too would have stellar matches every time. That's a good point. I'm curious how I'm curious how Logan would do it without choreographing everything. You know, like if he has to call it in the ring, like an actual wrestler. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, that's a good point because logically it, that would be the next step. Yeah, even with somebody, so, and I don't know if that'll ever happen with those other businesses stuff, but. You know, even somebody like Brock, who I can't say I'm thrilled with this Omos match, although he made a great decision not <laughs> working with Bray Wyatt, it seems like. I think that match isn't yeah. going to be, it's not going to be, you know, a spectacle. It's just going to be, you know, Brock probably picking up a seven-foot whatever guy. But I think he's somebody that doesn't wrestle all the time. But even when you watch one of Brock's matches, you can tell by his selling and by his ability to just feel it out there that it's yeah. not completely choreographed, you know? I'm hoping that, Bobby Lashley interferes, almost gets the victory, and Lesnar takes some time off. And then we can reunite the Hurt Locker with Bobby okay. Lashley and Shelton Benjamin, and MVP, and all that kind of stuff. Poor Bobby getting caught in this. I don't dislike Bray. I actually liked Bray when he was, you know, the the previous the Swamp Leader gimmick. I thought he was great, and he was actually working. That's the thing. Like, I want a pro wrestler mm -hmm. that actually wrestles. <laughs> Selfish, I know. Right. Right. Um, I mean, <laughs> I want, I also like, you know, I love silly goose, like supernatural yes, stuff, like the undertaker and stuff, but the undertaker, the, the difference is the undertaker put on high level matches and I can only watch so many blackout, like glow <laughs> in the dark matches. That was so. like, could you imagine Brock in a firefly Funhouse match? Like I could, it'd no. be ridiculous. No, not at all. Uh, not at all. I am looking forward to Ray and Dominic though. And Dominic's won me over because I was oh, the yeah. biggest fan, and he's great in his new role. And and this has just been probably the second best storyline. You can make a case that could be a great night one main event. I don't think it will, but it would. <sighs> it would be an interesting main event. I don't obviously I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Ray's also going is is going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, do you, do you consider week, him so. the greatest Mexican wrestler of all time? In WWE, yes. Not in all of wrestling, no. No. Um, okay. So I just I wanted you're not gonna you that. can't. There will no one will <laughs> ever catch El Santo. Yeah. No one will touch him. Blue Demon El Santo Milmascos, the original. Yeah. Like never took three. his mask off. None of them did. Well, yeah. Milmascos did. Yeah, well, um, yeah. But in terms of popularity, well, even in Mexico, like. <laughs> You're not going to pass El Santo. There's literally statues of him in the city. Even And if you ask Rey Mysterio, I'd be like, no, I'm not passing <laughs> El Santo. He's like, he was the rock before the rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the U- in U.S. or like this generation, no one will ever. Dragon Lee could. Yeah. Dragon Lee may. What a run, though. What longevity for Ray, though, man. I mean, he's I been know. in WWE for 20 plus years. And that's on top of. Would you could argue as a Hall of Fame run from just his ECW, I mean, even just coming into the States, his ECW, WCW run? Yeah, I mean, Triple A, CMLL, WCW. Even he wrestled in the first. People forget that he was in the main event of the the original All In. Yeah. The when like he it was him and Cody Bushi and wait a minute, it was like him, Cody Bushi, and I want to say Bandito versus like Hangman and the Bucks. So like he's wow. if you can name a, pr- a promotion, Rey Mysterio has wrestled in it. Like, Ray, like he's yeah, he, like I'm happy this is I'm happy he gets to wrestle his son because if you look over the years of some of the mania moments that Rey Mysterio has had, he's been like remember when he had that match against Samoa Joe and it was like yeah 40 I seconds do because, because they that had was, to cut it for time. That was the last Stuff one like night that. WrestleMania where it was just too much. And they had yeah. to literally have a minute-long match, and it was uh, unfortunate. No, Ray is amazing at his size to do what he does and still looks pretty spry in there. You know, I, I've been critical mm-hmm. of some people that I think may have lost a step. I think it's only natural. Um, even somebody in a yep. match who I'm looking forward to watching, an Edge and Finn Balor in uh, Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're going to lose a step, and you're going to have to adjust to it, and that's part of life and getting older, but Ray's done pretty good there. Uh, Edge versus the Demon, though, is actually pretty funny. I kind of like that one. I, I think know. it'll be a hell in a cell too, which means it'll be even more wild. Um, I'm yeah, I'm very much looking like there's really no bad match. Um, well, that's got to be like the, the second last one you'd think because they got to get the sun to go down out here. I would think it has to be in the dark, true. but then again, that's true. You know, so you, maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's the only one that I don't really care for. Like I understand Lesnar almost like, but I'll, I love when two giant men just kind of. <laughs> yeah. toss each other around for a bit <laughs> yeah. um and then the like that was the fatal four-way or the triple threat or whatever it is like the women's tag yeah. with like the women's tag teams like that doesn't really do anything mm-hmm. for me um but it is what it is Lita and trish like, back are, are pretty to. you know nostalgic at least that'll be interesting um uh, to have those two back and we'll see what happens um yeah so wrestlemania should be pretty fun uh, last thing i guess on the wwe do you think we're gonna get some debuts here a la jay white is he coming over? Jay White would be a big one. Gable Steveson would be a big one. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. I don't like. I Jay White would be the most logical one. Um, I think he, especially if Cody wins, I think he'd be a really good. I think he'd be a really, really good uh, first like feud. Or if they do AJ Styles versus Jay White, and I don't, like, if, if Jay White came and like you know, tried to take over the club or stuff like that. Right. 
some good opportunities here. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for me on wrestling. Um, I know AEW seems like it's kind of been managed into oblivion with uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the CM Punk thing, man. It's like every day there's like a new complaint, which I guess I just didn't really read. It's like, high school. It's yeah, a I guess I, high school. I guess I didn't really like read like I, there was wasn't social media when this was happening or I wasn't as locked in. But it's like, man, every day it's like, will you guys just stop complaining about God knows what? It was weird. He said he never saw a Rocky movie or didn't know what it was, though. That was weird. Well, I don't even know if I believe that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, any last thing on uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling we should be worried about or concerned with? No, not really. It's kind of unfortunate that they've kind of become the third or fourth biggest promotion in the world right now. Um, yeah, I mean, the G1, ask me again when the G1 is about to happen and I'll have a better answer. Um, yeah, it's just, well, Forbidden Door this summer will be a lot of fun. Okay. Especially if Punk does come back and they, we do get the CM Punk versus Tanahashi match that we are so desperate for, yeah, uh, that will be that'll be a ton of ton of fun. Um, Seems like a watch. But I honestly but... think I honestly think Triple Triple H being in charge of WWE has just made like he's going to target these guys. Like Kenny Omega's contract is coming up. Like you think that the, Triple H mm-hmm. isn't going to target Kenny Omega for mm-hmm. like he's going to promise him like, hey, I get you, I get it. Like Vince didn't get you. But I get it. Like if yep. like like Kenny Omega could headline tri- like WrestleMania and no one would bat an eye. Yes. Like it should honestly be Kenny need if Kenny signs with WWE he needs to wrestle AJ Styles first in at Mania, and then he needs to and then he needs to wrestle whoever has the belt the next WrestleMania in the main event, and then the Bucks could be like Bucks Usos. Oh, come <laughs> on, that would be so fun. Oh man, the Bucks versus the new like the Elite versus well, the New Day. We could I mean, finally get like he's a, Triple H was a wrestler. So he knows like yeah, that's the that's the it. difference. Um, crazy stuff, it. man. So that's I think the fact that Triple H was in charge, a lot of these a lot of these big a lot of these big names in in, in New Japan are going to get like Dragon Lee signing. I don't Vince wouldn't have signed Dragon Lee. No. Triple H made it happen. I think that's it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, especially like now we actually have. When people become free agents, you can actually have a conversation of where who sh- now we, there's multiple options for people to have. It's a beautiful thing, man. I can't wait for it. Uh, Jose Youngs, this was a blast. Appreciate you coming on, balancing with the uh, balancing with the baseball draft. And I th- think your Red Sox might I'm be doing a okay better. right now. I'm doing okay. Are we optimistic for the Red Sox this year, or what are we what are we feeling? <sighs> I wasn't before I'm spring training. We've looked yeah. pretty good spring training. Um, I'm hoping. I don't think we're going to catch the Re- the Jays or the Yankees. The Yankees could be a the, the AL East is has could end like the the Red Sox could win ninety games or sixty games. Oof, that's like a pretty that's I'm hoping for a wild card. Difference. Yeah, like it's just such an we have Kike Hernandez playing. <laughs> oh, I'm shortstop. I am. Familiar. I love Kike. I love Kike, but oh, he's not man. a shortstop. It's incredible. So it's, I, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. And like our pitching could fall apart. We got a better bullpen. We got a good outfield. We don't. We we're just we're missing, like when David Ortiz retired and we got JD Martinez, like he filled a void, like a guy that'll get you thirty to forty home runs, thirty-five to forty home runs every year. There's no one in this lineup I think will hit forty home runs, and I think you need that, especially in the AL East, especially when our our pitching is not nearly as good as it should be. So it's, I I I don't know. I truly don't know. 
Seems like it, man, but I think you guys are in the mix, and that's all that uh, matters this time of year. You got some optimism. You had that, you know, that uh, Japanese player that was tearing it up in the World Baseball Classic, I think, was mm-hmm. a Red Sox guy, too. So, yeah, man, looking forward to it. Have a blast covering all these fights, and especially WrestleMania. We'll be looking for the run-in on uh, Saturday or Sunday, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, but always a pleasure chopping it up, man. Yeah, looking like always, always a blast. Uh, maybe I'll see you out there if I get some free time. I'll be in your neck of the woods, obviously. Just might, man. Appreciate it. That was Jose Young's on the Money Mitch Effect. We're on all your podcast platforms. Check us out on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, Google as well. Check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page for some exclusive content. We're back next week to recap some of the uh, outstanding sports highlights and all the news and notes in the sports world. For Jose Young's, I'm Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Thank you for listening and keep enjoying sports.